Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I've got a friend who's a writer and an attorney in California named Dennis Beaver. And he writes columns for Kiplinger, kiplinger.com. And he occasionally calls me and asks me questions about consumer issues. And he often addresses consumer issues in his column. And we were talking the last time he and I spoke about the subscription issue with automakers, about the idea they're going to sell you a car and sell you a subscription to use the options or features on the car. Not talking about the XM Sirius thing, we're talking about the heated seats. And so we had a long discussion about this, and he had a question that I admit I had kind of glossed over in my own thinking. And we'll get to that in a second, but it's interesting because I really do think that there's going to be a big battle on this. A big battle on whether or not the car companies can charge you extra to use equipment that you paid for, such as seat heaters. So the headline is Automakers Added Subscription Fees Raise Legal Questions by H. Dennis Beaver, Esquire. The man's an attorney, I told you. In 2022, executives at BMW came up. <clears throat> I better read this one right because it's, it's a quote of me. <laughs> In 2022, executives at BMW came upon a brilliant, if perverted, idea to extract more money from the customers. Michigan attorney Steve Leto told me in an interview. He's practiced in the fields of lemon law and consumer protection for over 30 years and hosts Leto's Law, a highly educational YouTube program. They wanted to start charging customers $18 a month for subscription-based access to heated seats and later for using a remote start feature, many of the things their cars already came with. And that's just a brief summary of some of the things we heard about. Due to enormous pushback, BMW dropped the heated seats, uh, that whole thing back in September. And um, he says, referring to me, there could be no end to this. So why not include a fee for using safety features such as blind spot and pedestrian warnings, emergency stop, automatic high beams, power windows, and other often standard features, or options that have been in cars for years? That's the fear. Following that logic, automakers could turn every component into a subscription and continue to get money out of you after you've already paid for your vehicle. Now, obviously, when I say that, I'm pointing out that you can push something to the extreme. And some people don't like it when, when lawyers point out that, well, if this is true, you can push it all the way over to here. But we've seen that happen in so many fields where something happens and people go, well, that's kind of stupid, but I, you know, whatever. And then they push it a little further. Well, that's, that's a little worse. Push it a little further. Yeah. If they can charge you to use the heated seats, can't they charge you to use the power windows? Can't they charge you to use the trunk? I don't even go, Steve, that's silly. I thought heated seats was silly when people said they're going to charge you to use them. So the practice is infuriating vehicle owners and car dealers who ask, I have paid for these features and can turn them on myself. So what are you doing for me by charging a fee to use what I already have? Now, this is where Dennis points out something that I'd kind of jumped over when I was thinking about this. In law school, and in one of the most useful college courses you can take, business law, we learn that a contract to be enforceable must have legally sufficient consideration on both sides of a transaction. Each side must get something of value. That's what we call consideration in a legal context. So the important legal question boils down to this. How can an auto manufacturer justify a subscription fee for something that a vehicle buyer already owns and that works by pushing a button? I bought the car. The heated seat is there. Do I not own the heated seat? So 
Leto says, <laughs> let's say I buy a car with cash. I own it outright. What right do they have to turn things on or off on a car that I've just purchased? They're not adding any value. And in contract law, their demand for money to allow you to use what you've already paid for is not supported by legally sufficient consideration, and their payment demand should fail. So while he and I were discussing this, I said, wait, you know something, Dennis? <laughs> I had never really quite thought of it in that exact terms, because to me it seems so unfair. But, of course, when you go into court, you can't just say, well, it's unfair. you gotta, you got to explain why it's unfair and why it's unfairness is something that's legally wrong. And here it's a lack of consideration in the contract. Leto believes automakers will try something to make it seem like they're adding some value. You can probably drive fine with your navigation system or your infotainment center shut off. I can imagine them saying, if you don't want to pay us for using your GPS navigation system, we will just shut it off. And by the way, not only does it show you what road you're on, but it shows you the nearest McDonald's. They will likely claim that provides enough of a service to support the subscription fee. So yeah, it's not just a map. It shows you McDonald's and the gas stations. See, that's not just navigation. That's important information. Now, for some Toyota vehicles, using the remote start option, already wired into the vehicle and previously free to use, will cost you $8 a month after a free trial. Although other automakers like Audi, Cadillac, Porsche, Tesla, and Volvo are instituting a subscription model for certain options where a customer would pay a monthly or annual fee for such features as active driving assistance or voice recognition, even though they are already built into the car and in some cases have been free to use for years. And so it gets back down to, are the added fees fair and are they contractually legal? So Dennis emailed the media relations people at some of the major automakers who have these kinds of plans, and ask them about the legal justification for charging to use features the buyer has already paid for. So he asked them, I'm an attorney, and I want to know legally, how do you think this squares with contract law? Not one of them addressed the issue. One replied, unfortunately, some things that were reported and written online regarding this topic were not correct and continue to create confusion. A press release was attached to that response that only added to his confusion. And by the way, I love it when somebody says, uh, Steve, you put up a video and it's filled with mistakes. And I go, oh, point to one. Crickets. And so here somebody goes, there's a lot of stuff that was reported that was not correct. Oh, okay. What was reported that was not correct? And what is wrong about the notion that you guys have said you might start charging subscriptions? You, did you never say that? Or was it misunderstood? You know, can you give us some examples? Leto points out another worry. What if the infotainment center needs expensive repairs? Will the dealer fix it or require you to pay? Or could they say, cancel your service and leave it broken in your car? There are so many things unknown right now. And that's the other question I have. Because if I own the car and it's got heated seats, and it gets out of warranty, and the heated seat stops working, I can stop paying for it, right? And, and I assume that if I want to get that fixed outside of warranty, it's going to cost me money, right? I mean, I don't, I don't, they're going to say, oh, no, that's yours. You own that. That's you. 
Well, in that case, why am I paying to rent it from you, in essence, when it works? So lawmakers could step in to protect consumers from automakers' added subscriptions and fees. In New Jersey, there's a pending bill sponsored by an assemblyman, uh, actually a couple of them on both sides of the aisle, which prohibits a motor vehicle manufacturer or dealer from requiring subscriptions for certain motor vehicle features and from charging certain fees. Third-party services like infotainment features, satellite radio, or in-vehicle Wi-Fi are not included. According to the New Jersey Coalition of Automotive Retailers, the legislation is intended to ensure consumers aren't blindsided when purchasing vehicles with features already installed, only to find out those features are subscription-based and not included in the sale price of the vehicle. So that's the entire article. I'll put a link to it in the description below the video. Dennis is a good friend of mine. We've talked about a lot of things. Uh, one of the stories that he tipped me off to that I did a video about was the woman who took the car for the test drive, and on the test drive, the uh, transmission blew up. And the dealership said, oh, well, you, you blew it up. You pay for that. Now it's yours. It's like, I was test driving. It's not mine. But that was a video that I did a while back. Now here, like I said, is that most people, when they look at this, go, wait, I buy the heated seats, but to use them, I got to start paying you a monthly fee? That's not right. And when I was talking to Dennis, I just said, Dennis, this is just not fair. If I own it, I can use it. If I can't use it, I must not own it. In which case, why did I pay for it? And he goes, yeah, it's a problem of consideration. I said, okay. I, I, <laughs> I will admit that I had not started breaking it down into contract terms because it just seems so blatantly, facially unfair. And so when he wrote the email to all those different manufacturers, and he sent it to quite a few, and said, what legal justification do you have? The only response he got back appears to have been one automaker going, there's been a lot of misinformation in the news about this. A lot of in misinformation. Really? Really? So you're not going to do this? Why don't you take a stand right now and say, we're not going to do this. We are not going to do this. You buy it. It's yours. Say that. Say it. Come on. <laughs> they won't say it. Of course not. Because they want to keep that option open someplace down the road. They're trying to figure out a way to frame this where it makes sense. And I don't know how you do that. I was actually thinking about this. If, you know, if, if the automaker said, Steve, we'll pay you a million dollars. You come up with an idea to make this work. I was thinking like, hmm, is there some way that you could make a component that's not in the car and then you rent that component? But that, that's still, I don't think there's a way to do this. I really don't. I think they're going to have to figure out another way to make money off you, like such as selling the data that your car harvests while you drive about your daily life uh, or things like that. But I disagree with that also. That's another story altogether. But as it is right now, uh, this is probably on the horizon. Um, I don't know what other countries it's been adopted in. I know they've tried it in other countries also, and they get varying degrees of pushback in other countries. But um, America... The United States of is such a large market that it doesn't matter if you can make this work in some tiny country someplace else. Uh, you need to make it work in America. And if you can't make it work here, then it's probably not even worth doing. But, but we'll see what happens. But I, I suspect that right now they're going, okay, we want to do this. But how can we do it and spin it in such a way that it doesn't look like we're just gouging our customers? Because that's what it looks like right now. And as Dennis points out, and I'll admit entirely, he was the one who I had a discussion with. And I'm like, oh, I hadn't thought of it that way. Uh, it's the lack of consideration. The lack of consideration. And he mentions business law. 
But there's an earlier class you take, which is broader, it's called contracts. Contracts. And in contracts, you learn the very basics of a contract very early on. And a contract is both quite simple and extremely complicated, <laughs> which only an attorney can say, right? But the reason I say that is the contract, as most simple, is an agreement that a court will enforce because it's legally binding. You go, okay, what makes it legally binding? Oh, that's where it gets tricky. And so usually it's when two competent parties enter into an agreement where they, ex they agree to exchange things of value in a way that the exchange is complete and final. Most common contract is you walk up to me and go, Steve, I want to buy that thing from you, that widget from you. This, of course, is a walking liberty half dollar. You say, you want to buy this from me? I want to sell it to you. You go, Steve, I'll give you 10 bucks for it. 10 bucks? Fine. You hand me $10, I hand you the coin. We can even shake hands on it. Legally binding contract. Legally binding contract for sale. There's all kinds of other contracts you can enter into, and not all of them are for tangible things. You can buy a contract to go see a band play. And what they give you is the right to go in and sit in the seats or stand in the standing room only and watch a band play. And ironically, and this is interesting, if you don't go to the show, you don't get your money back because they presumably limited how many of those tickets they sold. When they sold you two, they couldn't sell them to somebody else. So what you had was not that you saw the show, you had the right to see the show. And so it can get complicated very, very quickly. Because there are sometimes contracts where, like, I might pay you to not do something, right, if it's legal. Uh, and so there's all kinds of nuances to this. And this is a great example of one where it's just get back to the very, very most basic thing, the most basic thing. The car company's going, pay us to use those seats. Okay, so I'm giving you money. What am I getting in re return? The right to use something I already paid for? That'd be kind of like you show up at the concert and they go, oh, you want to sit in that seat? That's another 50 bucks per seat. Can I stand? No. That's why we have seats or you have to sit. <laughs> so Dennis Beaver wrote this for Kiplinger.com. Automakers added subscription fees, raise legal questions, and I'm quoted therein. And I think it's an interesting topic. Questions or comments, put them below. Otherwise, talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. When you step on the brakes... Your life is in your foot's hands.